G'day, g'day, guys. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to ask you a few quick questions. Are you looking to take your investing career to the next level? Are you wanting an accountability partner who will push you to achieve your goals? Are you needing to surround yourself with successful investors and entrepreneurs in order to up your game and take control of your life? Well, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, I am super pumped and excited to announce that I'm starting the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. This mastermind is a group of highly motivated, abundance-orientated, hand-selected hustlers and entrepreneurs who are ready to take that next step in their investing career. We are now taking applications for the next group of champions. If you're interested to find out more, then email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at reedgoosens.com and put in the subject line, The Syndicator Incubator. Being a part of this mastermind group, you will have unlimited access to both myself and my business partner, Andrew Campbell, and you will understand how we have been able to build a portfolio of over 1,200 units worth over $120 million in under 24 months, and we've achieved financial freedom in the process. There are once a month mastermind calls with the group and a yearly conference where you will learn from the best in the business. So what are you waiting for? There are only limited spots, so get your application pack by emailing me at info at reedgoosens.com. And remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. In this particular situation that we have, with all the news and all the panic, I think we're going to have a lot of panic sellers. So a lot of landlords or a lot of people that have had rental properties that are panicking because the rents are not coming in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think there's some buying opportunities there. Uh, we're already starting to see that like right now. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reed as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow, and ultimately created extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show.
Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Gary Boomershine. Gary is the owner of realestateinvestor.com. He has over a thousand clients and a $10 million a year business. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today to share his incredible insight and knowledge with us and what he's grown over the last 20 odd years. But uh, enough of me, let's get him out here. G'day, Gary. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? I am great. This is uh, awesome, man. I'm really excited to be here, uh, especially interesting time with this whole COVID, uh, COVID-19 and mm-hmm. all the new t- uncharted territory for pretty much all of us around the world and uh, having very active conversations with a lot of investors all over the country and, and what we're doing and what's our approach to the change in the market. Uh, we know that you and I chatted about this a little while ago because I had you on my podcast that you know, these market turns, some of the largest transfers of wealth. And uh, are we prepared? Are we sitting on the right side of the curve to take advantage of that? And then how, how do we maneuver in the short term, midterm and long term? So looking forward love to this, man. Love it, man. Love it. Well, well, before we dive into those nuts and bolts, can you rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid? Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I was actually just sharing this with one of my daughters. Uh, you and I have the same birthday. So, uh, this is last night. My daughter was asking me the same question. I have always been entrepreneurial um, since a very long uh, a kid. I actually, I think I was nine years old and I went over and I was a bagger at the local grocery store. I grew up in, uh, in the San Francisco, California Bay Area. And I would bag groceries and then a gal by the name of Trudy in the deli would always make me a deli sandwich and I'd come home because my mom, my parents were like total health freaks, total health fanatics and I could get my deli sandwich. But uh, 16 years old, I actually worked for, uh, for a yogurt shop and they promoted me to uh, the manager of the store. So imagine being a 16 year old like punk kid that could barely even drive a car and, uh, and I became the store manager. And a couple of the people that were like 19, 20 were all jealous. Um, yeah, so, and, and I've just, I've always been, I've patented products. I was actually my first rehab project, uh, first investor property in 2004. I, uh, long story, but I bought a property. It was, uh, we, my wife and I actually quit our full-time jobs. We said, real estate is it. That's a, I don't recommend that to everybody, by the way, like burning the ships and just going full real estate. And, and uh, we still had a $700,000 mortgage with no income coming in. But I ended up having to, uh, I brought in a bad contractor and he put 1,200 square feet of tile down on hardwood and didn't put any hardy backer. And I called my father-in-law, who's a uh, general contractor, and he laughed and said, oh, Gary, you're going to have to pull it all up. So I learned how to actually do the tile myself. And I invented a, uh, it was called, um, it was cutting corners and actually how could I make a pattern to actually quickly go around corners with, uh, with tile. So I ended up patenting that years ago. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you have a massive wealth of experience, obviously in the real estate space. I want to know a little bit about the burning of the ships. I think that's a cool idea, but, but what, what sort of has brought you to this point? It sounds like you're oozing out being an entrepreneur, right? You, that's what makes you tick. It, it's what you thrive off. So maybe walk us through the evolution of where, you know, where you were back when you're 16 years of age yeah. and, and, and doing your first house flip in 2004, all the way through to today and what you've built in the last sort of 10 years. Yeah. You know, I will say, and I, I was just on stage in front of 400 people and uh, sharing this story. I was actually, the topic that I was asked to present in St. Louis was how to, build a, how to build a business that works for you. 
Because so many people, we start businesses as entrepreneurs with no real direction, and it's really easy to get lost. And, um, and so I was able to share my story. And, and a little bit of my, my background is I came from a real estate family. I um, came from a real estate family, but I've always been really good. And this is a nugget for everybody of really have good mentors in your life. And I always have had, I would say, CEO coaches and being associated with uh, like-minded people and masterminds have really, have really have, have made me who I am. And so I was, um, I was in college. Actually, I was a senior in high school, but I met the senior, senior vice president of Macy's that ran all stores uh, from the Mississippi through California. So a big player kind of took me on as, uh, as a mentor. And he was the one that I came home from college um, and I worked for Macy's, by the way, in sales. That's a, uh, a whole nother story. I love sales. I've always been selling. But I asked him, uh, I was an economics major at UC Davis, and I was kind of bored, getting good grades. But I said, his name was Jack Chestnut, and um, I asked him for some advice, and he said, Gary, the future, now I'm 51, so this is way back in 1987, 1988. And he said, Gary, the future, as I'm seeing it, is in technology. And there's this, especially around computers. He said, if you could actually get a degree, something related to computers and technology, and then go work for one of the big six consulting firms, uh, the Arthur Anderson's Price Waterhouse, he said, do that and then move into sales. So I took his advice and I literally went home and I changed my major. And I ended up getting a computer engineering degree. I got recruited by Arthur Anderson. Uh, now, now it's called Accenture. And I did that. And it was an awesome experience. The negative was it was like 80-hour weeks. I think I had 180,000 miles on United Airlines one year. Wow. So I never got to see. I got great experience, but I never got to hang out with my family. So then I, 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 I did that. I got recruited to a couple of extremely reputable uh, Silicon Valley startups, well-funded startups on the sales side. And I did four of those on the enterprise sales side. And then it was in 2004 where we had two kids and, you know, I, I, I had no life. I was traveling. We were making great money. But my wife and I said, you know what? This is no life for a family. And I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Both of us come from real estate families. And we said, let's go and invest in real estate. And that was in 2004. And May 17th of 2004, I had three deals and uh, three deals that were in the pipeline that were properties that I had already purchased that I had not made money off of yet. And uh, we quit our jobs and uh, never looked back. In that first real estate deal, we ended up, oh my gosh, grace of God, <laughs> for sure. But I ended up making, I made every mistake in the book. The property was five hours away from my house. It was actually in Bakersfield, California, but I bought it right. And um, I purchased the property correctly. We ended up making $181,000 net on that first deal, and that's really what launched me. And what I realized, now this is on the single family side. I've, I've always been somewhat opportunistic on the real estate side. So it, I was actually on the foreclosure properties. I was buying properties that were in distress and I was really the only game in town back then. So 2004 to 
really 2007, I think I purchased over 300 properties during that period of time. I was the only game in town and I was really good at negotiating with the banks before anybody knew what that was. They didn't know what a short sell was or an asset purchase, uh, purchasing the paper. And so I got really good at that. But what I found is there was a huge, just put me in front of the seller. If you put me in front of the seller, like I am really, really good. If you want to know what I love to do, I'm a solution sales guy, a consultative sales guy. I don't think most people know what that is in the real estate business. It's really when you're selling big ticket items, right? Um, It's all relationship and trust building and, and building solutions that fit for the seller. And I had a specialty but I recognized that there, how do you get in front of the seller? And so I took my technology background and I had some former Silicon Valley engineers that I'd worked with in my, in my, in my past. And I had them build an algorithm, which was, I wanted to talk to people, but I needed a talk to people solution, technology solution to get me in front of the sellers and um, mostly off of direct mail. So I started a little direct mail engine that drove, massive amounts of leads and deal flow and a small little phone team that was really good on, on putting me in front of the seller, right? Talking to them, following up and appointment scheduling. So I could just go out on appointments and I could ratchet it up or ratchet it down based on signing a check. And then all of a sudden that little engine took off and people started asking, Hey, can I use that engine as well? And that's what, uh, started another business in 2005 called realestateinvestor.com. And so we've done over 47 million pieces of direct mail. We've done, I think we're at like almost two and a half million outbound phone calls by my phone team to uh, screen and qualify and follow up an appointment set. And so I have, uh, we have today realestateinvestor.com has about 600 active clients and uh, all over the country, mostly in the single family world, but we're putting them in front of uh, sellers that wow. are pre-screened and qualified. And I'm, I'm passionate about that. I still, I'm still active on the investing side. I do a ton of lending. And if anybody's heard my story or, or follows my podcast, I've been preparing for a downturn in market for, I've been talking about this coming downturn for probably three and a half years. We're, this is the longest real estate cycle. It's been a seven year cycle for a hundred years. And it just happens that we're now almost to year 12. It's been euphoric. And so um, I think this is one of the best opportunities for so many of us to be prepared to take advantage of this you know, new market, which is going to be a buyer market. There's going to be some people that get flushed out of the market, uh, like the, the iBuyers, the institutional guys are like push button, they're out. And I think it's going to become an incredible buying opportunity for many of us. Well, mate, I want to first of all say that's an incredible story. Uh, I think you've got a huge amount of experience there. But what I think really resonated with me was the fact that you were able to identify something that you were good at. You say that you're a sales guy at heart and you're able to go and create something that wasn't necessarily directly involved with real estate, but was a a service that was able to aid other real estate investors. You went and had a crack at it yourself. You made some money. Great but you saw that a service-based business in and around helping others be successful is really where your meat and potatoes comes from, really where your drive comes from. And ultimately, you're now making a, ver- a killing off it, uh, providing a service and then re- you know, reinvesting the profits into deals, which I think is super smart for those people listening out there that 
you know, not all the times that people have to be investors and, you know, like yourself, Gary, you, you were an investor, you are an investor, but you, you pivoted into something that you need, that the market needed, right? And that was really important um, in terms of your pivot because you were able at the coalface to see the change coming down the road. And so you're able to go out and say, hey, hey, market, here's a product that I know you're going to need and I know you're going to like. Um, and I think you're going to get incredible off-market leads from and we can make a team out of it. We can make a profitable business out of it and then use those profits to go and invest in real estate for the long term. So I think it's super, super important. Um, I do want to get into a little bit about what, what you're talking in around the recession here with this, this the COVID-19. So how are you pivoting your business right now, the current business of realestateinvestor.com to make sure that you're not washed up with the rest of the iBuyers movement that which really for those people out there if you don't understand what iBuyer is it's just a quick quick summary is that it's you know the Zillows of the world the Redfins clicking you know submitting offers just based on the data that they use without any sort of real mano a mano sort of type of experience so how are you positioning yourself today to make sure that you are going to weather this downturn yeah yeah <clears throat> great great question uh there's there's how am I and how is our business going about, um, you know, preparing and, and positioning ourselves, and also, but even more importantly, is how we're helping a lot of our clients that are actually right in this. I think we're, we've actually um, very focused on being the beacon of light for our members and having active dialogue. Uh, we're engaging. In fact, we just launched REI Beacon. Uh, dot com and I actually that's uh, REI Beacon is a new Facebook page that uh, we're having constant conversations with uh, and interviews with people of what we're doing. I've been personally planning for this shift for uh, years. In fact, we even had a company, uh, a rock, uh, which is a three-month uh, set of goals. A rock is something that we work on as a company, which was uh, what are we going to do in a a coming downturn correction or systematic crash. And, I, and I've told everybody that I'm actually of the belief of a little bit more of a systematic crash. And uh, what does that look like for our business? So a couple things that we've done historically, we're fully distributed. I told my wife, I said, this whole quarantine thing, I feel like I've been quarantined for years because uh, we don't have an office. We don't have the overhead. I have 125 people that work for me on the team. We're very connected and we've been managing the nickels uh, for a long time. So we're going through, even in our own business, and, I, and this is what we're telling everybody, first and foremost, you know, this is such a great time to make sure that we're, you know, we're looking at our own expenses as a business and cash is king right now. So making sure that in our, in our business that we've got the expenses that are set up, we're also looking at um, a couple scenarios like how long is this quarantine going to last? Is it going to be a couple weeks or is it going to be a couple of months or even longer? And um, and how are we going to uh, you know uh, adjust around that? Um, so so I think as a business, realestateinvestor.com, we've been planning it. We're uh, I mean we're, we're able to ratchet it up. We actually took a worst case scenario for our own business. All the way down, we do massive amounts of direct mail. I think we're sending out like a million and a half pieces of direct mail a month. Um, we're doing a massive amount of outbound cold calls and uh, follow up. And it's we've already gone we've gone down to the point. What what happens to the United States Postal Service shuts down and looked at that model and uh, and and looked at what the adjustments would look like at our own business and said, okay, worst case scenario, we're we, we're we're liking what we're doing um, in terms of the opportunity 
uh, what we're, what we're and, and I'm also in 10 masterminds. These are with uh, other seven and eight figure uh, businesses, mostly in the real estate niche all over the country. And I'm very active engaging with them of what we're all doing. I'll tell you what I'm seeing right now is most of us are not glued to the TV. I think the worst thing is, um, you know, you're a business owner and we're glued to what I'm calling fear porn, <laughs> right? I mean, it yeah. really is. You can't turn, you, I don't have cable coming into our house. We haven't had cable TV and CNN and all that nonsense for years. So I'm not getting my news from that because that's, it's, it's fear porn, right? It's like, you can't, it's like, where's the data? They're talking about 80% of the people getting sick. And it's like, so I'm, I'm avoiding that. Um, we are, <clears throat> we are very focused on right now, you know, a lot of people are on the sidelines waiting and seeing, and a lot of the smart investors are actually out there engaging. I, I just talked to a guy on the East coast. He had the best week last week in real estate in history. He closed over 27 deals. Wow. Um, he went back to a lot of us are going back to all of the people that have been on the fence that have been, you know, considering selling and now all their options because all the competitors are out. The institutional investors are out like Zillow just announced, like we're in the single family side. And one of the biggest competitors for agents and investors have been $3 trillion worth of these institutional guys that are coming in and making instant offers for sellers. That money's gone. So it creates great buying opportunities. I think, um, so we're keeping our business and doing a lot, taking the leads that we already have. We also are seeing, um, seeing opportunities with owner financing. So a lot of sellers, we're dealing with a lot of burned out landlords around the country. They have a lot of equity and a lot of these burned out landlords are very concerned with putting their money in the bank right now. And they love the idea of cash flow. So um, we're, we're picking up some deals that are with great terms. Um, raising money is another great opportunity right now. A lot of investors like, look what, they, look what just happened in two weeks. They just lost you know, a third of their portfolio on Wall Street. So a lot of investors with cash um, are looking on how they can actually get better returns. I talked to a couple of my hard money lender friends, uh, over $300 million that they have, and their businesses are booming right now. And they're finding a lot of people are calling like I just called and said, hey, I've got another X number of dollars to put into first position loans for other investors in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you find anything really good, let me know. So I think this is a great opportunity to like be lining up cash for uh, deal buying, uh, continue to work your leads that you currently have. And I think we're going to see deeper, you know, much deeper uh, buying opportunities. I think <clears throat> the other thing I will say, just if we look at history, History is a great, you know, pointer of the future. And real estate's been a seven-year cycle. Typically, what we've seen in these downturns is that real estate for about 18 months is this huge downturn shift, right? So great buying opportunities. Also, if they're printing money and the Fed is, what do they just say that they're going to do a stimulus package of $1.5 trillion? Right. So what happens Printing the money, who pays for it? We pay for it, right? The American taxpayers, the, uh, the, the mom and pops around the, the country, you and I, which means massive inflation that's coming. 
And what does that mean? That means like a gallon of milk today that's three bucks goes up to as much as like eight or nine dollars, right? So the buying of like basic products goes if up. It's, if it's that much inflation. If, right? if it's that much over a longer period of time, right? And I don't have a crystal ball. This is just historical, especially with that kind of money. <laughs> and and uh, but you want to be assets, like physical assets become massively valuable. And that's real estate. So we see a better opportunity to buy, right? And a, a spike on appreciation over time, right? Because rents would go up. If rents go up and you're holding apartments, that means the cap rates and the, uh, the value of the properties go up. And so I think, I think we're going to be looking at over the next period of time, great opportunity. I think a lot of the late night TV guys that are teaching real estate, there's going to be a, a removal of a lot of them. A lot, a lot of the real estate trainers and teachers go away and the people that are positioned properly make an absolute fortune, that transition of wealth. I, I, I love it. I think the transfer of wealth is super important here, um, but also keeping an eye on what, what are other people do, what the, what's the average Joe doing and spending their money on. I think the biggest thing we all need to do right now is get the hell out of this quarantine so we can go back yeah. to spending money. We can go yeah. back to, to, to making sure the economy is moving forward. Right. And, and, and don't get us wrong it's not just the American economy. It's the world economy that's it's been, it's being hit right now. Australia, where I'm from, Europe, Germany, China has been massively hit. So a lot of people will have this pent up demand to go and spend money. And I think that my personal belief is that it's going to be a little bit more of a, a quicker recovery than say 2008, 2009. Um, but, but in saying that, I think it's an incredible buying opportunity and making sure you are going back to the people that are in your network to make them, who were on the side on the, on the sidelines, seeing if they want to start now entering the market. And I think that's super important for people who, are, who have businesses out there to double down on communication with investors, communication with lenders, communication with other business owners to see what they're doing uh, and, and, and making sure that you've got your own house in order um, so you've got cash on hand. So I, I think all of those, those are very extremely valuable um, pieces of advice there, Gary. Uh, in terms of your, you talk about cash flow right now. What is what sort of business opportunities are you doing to create that cash flow for your company? And and, and is that around private money lending? Is it around hard money lending? Like, how do you today in the single family space try and create cash flow for your clients or for your own business? Yeah. So uh, on the real estate side, I I moved out of fix and flip a few years ago because of the this where we are in the in the in the in the uh, in the market. Um, I have been a little bit investing in, uh, in apartments, but it's usually, I'm a passive investor. It's mo I've been mostly doing it for the tax benefit, right? That I get. Um, but I I'm not, I'm really good at, at closing the deals. I don't really like to get involved in any of the back end rehabbing or property management at all. Um, I've been, uh, I've been heavy in cash. I've been putting money into first position loans for the last couple of years heavily. And um, I've been typically getting like, I've been first position, low LTV. Um, and, and people that have followed me on podcasts, they've heard that I basically have evaluated my deals on, hey, if there's a massive recession, massive recession, like a 2008, and there's an earthquake and the property goes down to rubble, would I still be okay? lending on that deal. And so I'm in, I'm in, I, <clears throat> I've been funding, you know, 30 to 40% of the purchase price types of deals. And I cherry pick a lot of those. I get uh, hard money lenders that will send me those deals. And, um, and I've been funding those for years. And typically I get a lower interest rate on those, but I'm still been getting 9%. 
on average. And I think that those lending rates may start going up in a couple of months. Uh, why, why do you about, say that? Just because uh, of scarcity and lack of saturation uh, in the market? I, I think the money has been super cheap. And mm -hmm. usually in the second half of a real estate cycle, which is really like since 2013, 2014, getting money, access to money has been super cheap. Like lending home has been at 5%, uh, hard money. A lot of these lenders have been led, lending on, on single family on after repaired value. So they've been very loose on, on their lending. And I think a lot of that is going to disappear. A lot of the, especially a lot of these rehab projects, if this thing goes on for a while and there's price pressure on the value, I think we're going to see a lot of these rehab projects that are going to go into foreclosure. A lot of lenders are going to get hurt, take back some of these properties. And so what that means is the hard money lender, their rates, the ones that are in business start to skyrocket. So I love lending. It's a, it's really a cash flow business. And uh, so, and I, I've been doing that. It's, I, is I, that the primarily, fo primary, primary focus of that cash flow in your business today? Is that lending piece? No, actually I've been, also we've been wholesaling and then uh, that's, that's, I'm not a super high volume wholesaler because realestateinvestor.com has been a primary focus, but I've been in four markets and we have been picking up deals that have owner financing. Uh, super great rates with sellers, and those have always been in the in the buying pool. Uh, we've had some pressure uh, recently because a lot of those rental properties have been VRBO, like Airbnb rentals, and we're right. definitely seeing a hit on that right now. Um, but yeah, you, you got yeah. you got you got hard money, passive income coming there that that's offsetting any rental losses. So I'm, I'm, we're we're pretty well positioned. But. So, so what advice do you have to those people listening to this program right now, understanding that we're more, you know, we're 99% sure that this, this is going to trigger a recession. What are you, what are you saying to those people who are looking to get started and maybe, and, 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 and those people who may be getting started in the single family game, in the private money game, um, any advice just in and around the, the getting started and, and what to look for and not to make mistakes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cash is king. Mm -hmm. So uh, having cash right now, I think that is fantastic. If you've got money that's been sitting on the sidelines, it's going to be very well positioned to get into the market. Uh, I've been telling a lot of the, my followers that, you know, everybody's been buying with cash and I think we're going to be in a market that's going to give incredible opportunities for seller financing. So more creative structuring of deals. That's, that's what we've seen historically during this cycle. Um, because a lot less offers are going to be available to sellers and some of these sellers are going to be looking for the cash flow and, uh, and concerned about where they're, where they're putting their money. So I'm telling them uh, definitely to, uh, to do that. And there's a little bit of a wait and hold, like a lot of the wholesalers right now is, is business as usual. A lot of the wholesalers that are in the single family, um, our businesses have been great, right? Most of us are reaching out to the cash buyers and finding out, hey, are they still buying? Right now we're finding out that the answer is yes. Um, and so there's not a lot of risk for us unless those cash buyers start to go away. When do you think we're going to see house prices, single family house prices started to get affected by this slowdown? I think, well, personally, I think sooner. I think we're going to typically... You know, it's usually a four to five month trail. So let's say in four to five months from now is when we start to see it. What we have found, and I saw this, this was like 2007, 2008. A lot of the sellers are about six months behind 
mm. uh, the market. So a lot of them will still have you know inflated prices in terms of against the reality of the market. Uh, but there's also going to be a, in this in this particular situation that we have with all the news and all the panic. I think we're going to have a lot of panic sellers. So a lot of landlords or a lot of people that have had rental properties that are panicking because the rents are not coming in. Mm. And, uh, and I think there's some buying opportunities there. And we're already starting to see that like right now. Yep. Yep. So but back to the original question of, of the advice, you, you said cash is king. I assume low, if you, you know, low leverage, um, for those people who are stuck in, in high leverage flips right now, um, you know, they might have a first position and a second position on the construction debt. Um, how do you, what, what do you, what advice do you give to those, those folks who are trying to batten down the hatches and not lose the property? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I've been, I, I, I've been telling every, you know, we've been chatting, and connecting that this is not a market to be fix and flip or rehabbing. So I think that the, the, uh, the people that are actually continuing to fix and flip and rehabbing, this may be a time to button down the hatches and, and, uh, and doing a little bit more wait and see, because if they don't have the cash to weather the storm and they can't actually unload properties at a loss, then they really should be, you know, on hold there. I, I, Historically, I've seen a lot of these fix and flip and rehabbers that are throwing bad money after bad money, and that's a quick way to go bankrupt. Mm. So, on those, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I had a couple of coaching calls in the last couple of days, and I used the term expedite the splat. So, if you're in a situation and you don't have a lot of cash and you're sitting on a bunch of properties that are in the middle of rehab, you want to expedite and look at the worst case scenario uh, because it's really easy to start throwing bad money after bad money. And, and because uh, we don't know how long this is going to last. Right. So a right. lot of our, a lot of our guys and gals that are, that are with us, we have 600 clients are, they've already moved out of the fix and flip and rehab. Mm. So um, they've been wholesaling. And, and so that model, a lot of them are um, in a lot safer shape in terms of, in terms of buying. I just, you know, I'd be buying really smart right now. I would be uh, if you're buying and you're taking on personal risk, I'd just be, you know, going back to the fundamentals and, and, um, and looking at, okay, what happens if this thing is a four or five month, uh, situation and can you weather the storm? So I completely yeah. agree. I think yeah. cash is, thing is, is, yeah. in, is really important and making sure that you're, you keep your finger on the pulse in terms of what is coming up and how is coming up. And I think that uncertainty is going to give a lot of further uncertainty for buyers, for investors to say, well, if, if, if other people are uncertain, then I'm uncertain. And so making sure you're listening to the right information. I know you've got a podcast, um, but, but getting the right information in terms of how it affects you personally, your investment business. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that comes down to street by street, suburb by suburb, block by block if you're buying single family houses, because it can change very, very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, our, and again, our clients for realestateinvestor.com, these are more business operators. You know, real estate investor, I love what Warren Buffett said, a true real estate investor has cash, they buy and they hold. And they take all the advantages long term, right? A lot of our clients are more business operators. They're, you know, single transaction. Whatever they do today is a one-time transaction fee that they make and then they move on to the next. Uh, and I think a lot of those wholesalers are going to do fine if they are, you know, their, their expenses are in line. Um, you know, what we're, we're telling them and what we're doing is, Hey, this is a great opportunity to continue to work the leads and, and continue to fill the pipeline. An average deal for most of us is about four months. So if you stop the marketing and the work today, you're going to have a hit in four months. So if we're, 
in a situation where we should be out of this quarantine, you know, on the long side, what, a couple months, maybe, I think even less. But, you know, you're going to want to have a wonderful pipeline built when this thing, when you come out of this. A lot, right. of, people, a lot of people are going to be sitting on the sidelines. So hopefully that, that helps. Uh, no, it does. It's super, super insightful. And I think it's a really, for those listeners out there, make sure you're taking down notes and go and rewind this that piece because there's some really good nuggets in there of advice about understanding what you're going to do in the next three or four months. Um, Gary, at the, ever, at the end of every show, I like to dive into a lightning round called the Top 5 Investing Tips. You ready to get into it? Sure. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? Five ten three. So I have a five ten three rule as a uh, business owner, and followed by if you're doing ten dollar an hour work, you're going to have a ten dollar bank account. So it's all about my time. So the five ten three rule, and I got this from a coach. I told you like, I've always had mentors. I did not come up with this or probably anything. I just <laughs> implement what are best practices from others that are successful. I wake up at five in the morning. I push my business day out till 10. That gives me five personal hours. I journal, I read scripture, make sure that I make coffee for my wife and I clean the kitchen and I do my family duties. That's incredibly uh, valuable. <laughs> and I work out and I go to get my exercise. And during that time, I come up with my one thing. It's the Gary Keller book, um, my one thing. And that one thing is what am I gonna do today to move the marker in my business. And I do that before I do anything else. I don't look at social media, I'm not responding to emails, I'm not a slave to my phone. But I'm working on that one thing that's the high money-making activity. Uh, many times I'm able to get it to three. So, uh, so my three things. But I, what, I put it on my whiteboard, and my whiteboard by the end of the day is always clear, okay? Awesome. So awesome. the three is I put three hours, four days a week, and being a CEO in my business, those are my work days. And I've got I've 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 got three businesses, uh, realestateinvestor.com being the largest, and I put three that spread across those businesses. Um, second thing I would say is leverage people. We've all learned about OPM of leveraging other people's money, but leveraging other people's time and expertise and resources is huge. And I think mm -hmm. that using people uh, to you know, it's, it's a leverage game and, um, and, and I've become good at that. I really like that. It's a return awesome. on investment. Awesome. Love it. The, the, the five, 10, <clears throat> five, 10, three rule. I think that's going to be really, really helpful for a lot of people out there. Um, question number two is who's the most influential person in your career to date? Uh, I, his name is Willie hooks and he is a CEO coach. He was, a, he's a retired guy from Silicon Valley. We call him Yoda. And he says, I'm Yoda man, but, uh, I, I, Willie, Willie has, uh, he doesn't talk much and a very influential guy. I always know that wherever I go, he's always here on my shoulder, uh, coaching me, but I will get together with him and he, and he gives me small nuggets of advice. And one years ago, so I was 40 pounds heavier. I was extremely unhappy. I was a CEO. My business was doing great but I uh, was really unhappy. And Willie came up and said, Gary, he goes, I've been watching you. And he goes, you're, you're, you, you don't know how to deal with free time. He goes, your, your busy brain is always thinking of the next. He goes, even when you go on vacation. 
And so that had a massive dramatic impact on me. I even take a sabbatical. He had me take a nine-week sabbatical for my business. And that's when I got back into shape and healthy. And I have a, I have a personal trainer. I think we should all have a coach in whatever area of our life. And, um, and so I do a sabbatical every year where I go off on the mountaintop. This, year, this last year, I did it in Maui, in Hawaii. And uh, think about, you know, what kind of person do I want to be this next year? What do I want to be remembered as? Um, very, very focused on uh, building uh, my people, people first, and uh, building a great culture. That's what I love probably more than anything is building a group of people that will run through walls that love what they do and servicing our clients and giving them the life. And so uh, that, that, that's what fires me up. That's awesome. That's a really, really incredible, influential person in your in your in yeah. your life. I think he's uh, got a lot to lot to be thankful for, thankful for. Um, question number three is: What is the most influential tool in your business? When I say tool, it could be a physical tool or it could be a soft piece of software that you use on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> it's hard for me to say just one. So uh, we're distributed Zoom. We're on yeah. Zoom. We stay connected. We're always showing the video. So our team. Uh, we're heavy on Slack. Yes. So uh, our whole team is engaged on Slack, and and we don't we don't have any disruption. We're very very clear. Uh, EOS, the traction okay, EOS. model. Traction is a book that uh, we follow to the T. It's a operating model. It's an entrepreneurial operating system that we follow of management discipline, and uh, so those are the three tools. And then we we we. We use realestateinvestor.com. So we use the platform that uh, we've spent millions of dollars on to manage deal flow. And so we're heavy on that uh, piece of software. So I use, I use that same system that we provide to other people around the country for ourselves. That's awesome. That's awesome. Question number four is in one sentence, what has been the biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from that failure? Uh, biggest failure is trying to reinvent the wheel myself. And I've shared this, I've shared it on stage. Uh, don't reinvent the wheel. There are actually three things I would say, follow the proven paths of wisdom and uh, don't reinvent the wheel and build on a foundation of rock uh, as opposed to sand. And, um, and don't reinvent the wheel. King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. In real estate, you want to find what works that somebody else has already done, follow them, right? And, and whether it's coaching, you replicate what they do. And then once you've replicated it, you can make it better. Right. But don't try to, uh, my biggest failure is I tried to reinvent the wheel myself. And that's pure insanity, right? It's, it's the Albert Einstein quote. He said, you repeat the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is insanity. And I learned that firsthand. So don't reinvent the wheel. I love it. I think that's so simple and just keeping it simple, stupid and, 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 and following people that are out there doing what you aspire to be. So super important. Last question, big fella, is where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. They want to find out a little bit more about what you do. Where do they go? Realestateinvestor.com. And uh, also on Facebook, we're super active, realestateinvestor.com Facebook, or most recently we launched REI Beacon, B-E-A-C-O-N, the beacon of light, where we're having very active dialogues right now with what's going on with uh, COVID-19 and how we're adjusting to this new market. 
And awesome. uh, yeah. Well, mate, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I think there were some incredible nuggets in there, jam-packed with it in and around, uh, not in reinventing the wheel, understanding the transfer of wealth as we're coming into this new world of COVID-19, and really making sure you're doubling down on your business to make sure cash cash is king right now. So I think those three are the the biggest takeaways for me. Um, I want to thank you for, for taking some time out of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch up very, very soon. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, everybody. Well, there you have it. Another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Gary. Please jump over to his website at realestateinvestor.com to check out everything he's got going on in his sphere. He's an awesome guy to be following all across social media as well. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. We're going to do it all again next week. So be bold, be brave, and remember, go give life a crack. 